Hey friends, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. Are you having a bad day? Because she was, but with the grace of God, we can always start over, can't we, Eden? Jesus loves us and his love is unending, isn't it, Eden? Yes. (laughs) Jesus loves you just like he made a way and a provision for you. If you don't know Jesus, you're really missing out, aren't you, Eden? Yes. Join me today as we continue to talk about faith. We're going to go deep and talk about all of the tricky issues surrounding faith because it's been a real journey and battle and struggle for me. And I want to share my progress with you. We're going to open God's word where there is perpetual hope for our mess. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. And if you have a bad day, be sure to remember that God loves you and it's okay to start over, isn't it, Eden? Right. We'll see you next time. Hey friends, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. I'm your host, Connie, and I am so glad you're here. I want to start today by letting you listen to a short commercial regarding something that I am super passionate about, and then we'll get on to the show. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate a new child, wedding, or anniversary? If you need a gift that will speak volumes to a friend or family member, or maybe even yourself, to celebrate a new addition to your family or any other memorable moment, I want to tell you about a special work that I offer. I make hand-painted calligraphy watercolor keepsake name prints to celebrate the birth, adoption, or any other memorable moments in your life. This is also a wonderful and thoughtful option for those in your life or inner circle who have suffered from infant loss, infertility, and miscarriage. This handmade keepsake will say all that's needed for a grieving friend or loved one, allowing you to just be present. Reach out to me on the web at www.weedseedsbeautifulthings.com where you can browse my work, set up a free consultation, and read about my heart behind these pieces. Or you can email me directly at weedseedsandbeautifulthings at gmail.com. Today I want to talk with you about a verse in Zephaniah that's been extremely meaningful to me. It's Zephaniah 3.20, and it says this, At that time I will bring you in. Yes, at that time I will gather you, for I will make you a name and a praise among all the nations of the earth when I reverse your captivity before your eyes, says the Lord. Zephaniah 3.20 I don't know about you, but I have this history of trying desperately to prove myself. If I'm not trying to prove myself to myself, then I'm trying to prove myself to my family and my friends. And if I'm not trying to prove myself to my family and my friends, then I'm trying to prove myself to complete strangers, ministry leaders, bosses, anyone that is in authority over me or that I have something to do with. And honestly, it's a tiring, um, gerbil circle, that wheel that you run on, hamster wheel that gets you nowhere. But I've spent years doing it, and I've been unable to get off of that wheel. I know many of you can identify with that pain. It's that space between 
trauma actually occurring in your life and, and bringing damage and the place of healing and confidence in who God says you are that you ultimately want to get to. In the middle of that place, there's a lot of space where we still struggle very much. We've experienced certain amounts of healing, but we're still very much struggling. And for me, one of the biggest struggles has been letting go of the shame associated with the past. It's one thing to know that in your head, to know in your head that you're not shameful because of what God has said and what he um, sent his son to do on the cross that, you know, I'm not covered in shame. I'm covered in strength and dignity and I'm a new creation. It's one thing to have that be head knowledge. It's a whole nother thing when the light switch of your soul can go off and you can actually take that head knowledge and pull it into your heart and begin to live your life in light of that truth. For so long, I believed that I needed others to see and believe what God had done in me. I believed that the goal was to have people, to help people change their view of me so that I would be allowed to participate in things that before I wasn't, that I would be included in different circles that I wanted to be a part of proving myself so that the dreams that I felt God had given me would be able to come true. All of a sudden, on my back porch, after years of struggling with this, the Lord gave me that verse. And it's not even the whole verse that hit me like a ton of bricks. It's the very last sentence. When I reverse your captivity before your eyes, says the Lord, When we are living to have everybody else see what God has done, we're always going to be living in disappointment. Because honestly, friend, you will meet more people that will be scared of your healing and growth when it's genuine than you will find those who are abjectly supportive. But when we look to people to fill a void in our heart or to make the plans that God has put in our hearts to put that responsibility of those coming true onto people, we're always going to be taken under by discouragement and further trauma and fear and shame. It really doesn't matter if other people see the work that God has done in your life. It's great when they do, but it really doesn't matter if they don't. Because the captivity being reversed is something that takes place between you and God. And if God has given you a dream and a purpose and a promise, then you can't expect people to fulfill it. People didn't give it people won't fulfill it. It will be God fulfilling your release from captivity and the purposes and plans that he has for you. And the good thing about that is, is yes, he uses people, 
but your purpose and plans being fulfilled are not dependent on people, and they certainly aren't dependent on people seeing the work that God has done in your life. So if you are feeling discouraged and like you're standing alone and you desperately need, you feel you need people to come alongside you and support you, I believe there's a time for that. There's a season for that. But if it's not happening for you right now, it's more important that you come to the understanding that really all you need is you and Jesus. Focus your eyes onto him and allow him to illuminate what he thinks and feels and believes about you. Let the Lord reverse your captivity before your eyes. There are many places in scripture where the Lord shows himself strong to nations and to groups of people, to large settings. This is very interesting because it is showing us that there is also a time when the work is strictly done between you and God. And the person that needs to see that they're not in captivity anymore isn't any of your friends, family, bosses, or strangers. It's you. You need to see that God is reversing your captivity. And you need to see that it is him who is calling you redeemed. God loves you. He knows you. He has plans for you. He will bring those plans about, not men. He uses men, but men are put in the hands of the skilled craftsmen. And God is the reverser of your captivity. Daniel, Joseph, David, Esther, Ruth, Moses, Paul, they were all in some form of captivity, whether physical, prison, jail, or mental or spiritual, or national, like where they were nation-wise living, they were all in some form of captivity before the Lord reversed their captivity before their eyes. Captivity is a being kept To our natural selves, it's only bad. But the dark negative of the trial of captivity is setting up and getting ready and making way for the most incredible good. I'm beginning to believe that captivity is the paradox of freedom. It's almost as if to experience and understand freedom one has to come from a place of captivity. Some of the best work that the Lord does in a believer's life is helping walk us to the point and the place where we realize that all that really matters is how God sees us and how we view God. Meditate on this verse today, Zephaniah 3.20. Think about your own captivity. Think about the ways 
that you are trying to strive and prove and get the plans and the dreams. Ask the Lord to speak into your life and to help you to realize that he will reverse your captivity before your eyes. You don't need anything else but to know how your God thinks of you and that he has already said who you are and that doesn't change. When you walk in that confidence and that freedom, the sting of life that we often face doesn't hurt quite so bad. I hope this episode greatly encouraged you. I hope you'll share it with your family and friends. Join me again next week for another new episode of the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast. Be sure to check me out on the web at Instagram and Facebook, Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things, and on my website, www.weedsseedsbeautifulthings.com. Thanks so much.